The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. Bob Deal has been a councilman in Edison, New Jersey, uh, the state's fifth largest town, more than 25 years. He's the council president. He's leading the charge to crack a a 40-month-old cold case involving a racist flyer in the 2017 election. Mr. Council President, welcome. How are you? Thank you, sir. I want to correct you, however. It's 20 years, not 25. 20. Okay. Well, that's... Maybe, 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 maybe we'll be back in five years. Then we'll see. Maybe, sir. Thank you. Uh, first of all, Mr. Council President, I know I know you attended a memorial service today for your friend, former Senator Peter Barnes. So please accept my my condolences on the community's loss. Thank you. It is it is a community loss. Uh, I served with Peter on the council for several years. Uh, we're neighbors. Our, our kids grew up together uh, a little bit uh, on a swim team together. Uh, I've known him for so long. It's just the most wonderful family, and we're all so heartbroken over it. Thank you, sir. It is hard. It is hard. So, so, Mr. Council President, in, in 2017, there was an anonymous mailer in a local election. It said, make Edison great again. It told voters, uh, Chinese and Indians are taking over our town. It, it targeted school board candidates of Chinese and Indian descent. I think the words deported were stamped over their photos What's happened since then? What's happened since that flyer came out? Well, um, you, you probably heard me say this before. We were we were shocked when it came out. I, I learned about it actually from a neighbor who said, "What what's going on here in Edison? And a lot goes on in Edison. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, I just came back from California. I just flew back from California. And on the news in California, they were talking about a racist incident in Edison. And I didn't know what she was talking about until I was able to see the flyer. And we were all shocked by it. And five days later at a council meeting, uh, we were uh, determined to find out who was responsible. And that's where it started. It was October 31st that we saw the flyer. Five days later, we had a council meeting and we were all very much on the same page. We were going to find out who was responsible for this because it stained it stained our town. It was it was very unfair to our town. You know, our town is is very diverse. It's very successful. It's a good town. It's a beautiful place to live, a great place to work or raise a family. The school system's outstanding. And to have this happen to us, to, to have this national embarrassment was something we weren't going to tolerate. We weren't going to deal with it. So uh, what we did was we had a our local police department uh, investigate. That was the first thing that happened. And they were doing that for a couple of months. And after, and I was in touch with our chief, Chief Tom Bryan, uh, on a regular basis. And all of a sudden, after a couple of months, our chief told us that the AG's office had uh, contacted his department and said that they were taking over. So they told him to stand uh, down, effectively. They they told him to stand down. So I was actually, at the time when I heard that, I was kind of encouraged because I said, well, that's a good thing. This is a higher level of law enforcement, uh, not, not to disparage our own local department, but I thought they may have more resources and they would get to it, um, that it would be taken care of. So when that happened, that's what we did. We, we stood down. And after a couple of months, we started, I started asking the chief again, chief, hey, any status on, on what's going on with this, with this flyer and, um, or the case. And he said, no, he says the, the, AG's office has said that it's under investigation or they're taking care of it and that they would only call us 
uh, when they needed to. It was kind of like, don't don't call us, we'll call you. Sure. And, and you haven't you haven't heard from them yet, right? You haven't. No, no, we have not. So we waited. We waited some more, and we actually wrote two letters to the AG's office asking um, what is the status of the investigation. Uh, we did not uh, get a response. Uh, we passed a resolution in September of 2018, uh, a unanimous resolution passed by the Township Council, uh, asking the Attorney General to investigate and bring charges against those who are responsible. Um, but not, again, months go by, we don't hear anything. So then it was um, in 2019 that we formed, uh, probably six months later after our resolution, uh, we formed a committee of the whole, which is an investigatory committee made up of council members. It's a subcommittee of the council. And you have some and, subpoena uh, power with that, right? We, we do have subpoena power, and we used that because, again, what we did was we we were going to address it ourselves if if we weren't uh, if we weren't going to have any help, or at least we didn't see anybody helping us. We said we were frustrated, so we said we'll do it ourselves. And uh, I have to say, and I'm proud of the committee uh, for the amount of information that we were able to gather. We we had several meetings, uh, we had several people testify, uh, and we were able to gather a good deal of information over a, a period of time. Uh, but now, now we're looking for some help. And I, I said that the other day, um, we're looking for uh, a, an, a law enforcement agency to help us. We, we're not professional law enforcement. We're not professional investigators. We're, we're a township council uh, made up of educators and businessmen. Uh, this is not what we do full time. So that's, what, that's where we are right now. Where we are right now is we ha- we've gathered information. Uh, we want, uh, we're looking for help from the attorney general's office. Um, and that's where we are. Have you spoken to the prosecutor, Yolanda Sacconi? Have you, have you spoken to her about this? Uh, I sent, uh, our prosecutor a letter, um, uh, a little while ago asking for help. Uh, she responded and I did speak to her on the phone. She said that she wouldn't be able to tell me uh, much, but she kind of indicated to me that, uh, it would either be taken care of or it would be investigated. I, I left the phone with an assurance, a good feeling that uh, uh, it would be taken care of. So, and so I, I, I have the utmost respect for Madam Shikoni. So if she told me that, uh, and she couldn't tell me anything, but she told me, she kind of indicated that it would be handled. She was a, a judge of 20 years and, and has a stellar reputation. There's, there's, no, uh, uh, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. A woman of integrity, a person of integrity and someone who I respect. And so when, when she tells me something, I believe it. So I heard I heard the tape. You, you, you I, I think you saw the New Jersey Globe report of it where mm-hmm. Councilman A.J. Patil accused two people of being the masterminds. Mahesh Bajia, he's the local Democratic chairman running for mayor and and Satish Pundi, a, a partner at, at what was once one of the most respected law firms in New Jersey, Will Entz. Uh This isn't partisan, right? I mean, it's like these are these are all Democrats. Edison's a solidly Democratic town. So this this isn't a partisan issue, is it? Well, I don't want to comment on uh, any individuals who may be uh, mentioned or implicated, uh, because one of the things we're trying to do at this point is we're trying to be careful not to interfere with any investigation that may be going on. So I'm not going to comment on that. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, what I what I what I've seen is this and, and I. 
the, the Globe wrote about this this week, that, that in the same week, in, in October 2017, there were two remarkably similar campaign tricks, one in Edison, one in Hoboken. They both targeted uh, candidates of, of South Asian descent. Uh, and neither of them have been solved. Neither of them, you know, the attorney general's office has not been able to crack any of these, these cold cases. Do you, do you see, do you see the similarities between the two? Do you think they, they maybe ought to be looked at as one case rather than as two separate investigations? Well, again, uh, I want to be careful not to say anything that might impede or interfere with the investigation that may be going on. So my opinion on what happened in another town, I'm not concerned with that. What I'm concerned with is that we've gathered information here in Edison. Uh, we're looking for some help. And, and we're not going to stop, by the way. That's the other thing. And that is that, you know, this is now 40 months, as you said. It's, it's going on its fourth year. It's four years into it. And we've plotted along the best we can but at, at this point, we're looking for the help to come help us. We've gathered the information. We're not going to stop. But can we please get some help? And that's that's been our that's been what we've been saying these last couple of weeks. You know, we have done our due diligence. We've done what we can. Can we please get some help in here and have somebody take over this case? And and what are the people what are you hearing from your constituents? Are they, they concerned about the uh, the stain on the town that, that people across New Jersey, across the country are talking about this flyer? Well, it, what what happens is when it happened in 2017, uh, there was a big uproar about it because it quite frankly, it was shocking. I've been involved in a number of campaigns over the past many, many years, and there are campaign flyers that are, I'll say can be quite interesting, but this one was different. This one um, was dealing with race and it was dealing with race in a deplorable way. Um, and it had us, it was Edison. So when it happened, we were all outraged by it. All of us, um, you know, we're so proud of our town and we were outraged by it. But what happens over time, and I've said this too, is that newspapers yellow, uh, things that people are concerned about, uh, after a period of time, they're not so concerned about it. Um, people lose interest. Um, and But we haven't. And that, again, credit to our committee and the people who have done the work on this. Uh, we, we haven't lost interest because the outcry, especially up front, was so, was so loud and, and so out, the whole thing was so outrageous that um, we were not going we to sit still un- until we could bring the people responsible uh, to w- where it needed to be or where they uh, to justice or, or whatever you want to call it. They, we needed to, to bring this to an end. And one of the reasons is not only so, to get the people involved, to, to have them be responsible for it and accountable, but the other thing is we don't want to allow this thing in town. You, it, sure. We always felt that if you can allow something like this to happen in your town, what happens is other people will think it's normal or okay. It's not okay. It's not okay in our town. And that's been how we've we've uh, felt for the past four years almost and that's how we feel now that's hopefully why, again, hopefully this you know, will come I'm, to an end for you you very soon i mean it's it's, we're, it's we're, been we're, on for a long ask, time we're asking we're asking for help and i appreciate you having me on today so i can make that plea publicly hey we need some help here yeah. and so I, uh, we, we would certainly appreciate it and I'm, I'm speaking with edison council president robert deal mr council president thank you for coming on i i appreciate it and hope we'll have a chance to talk again soon